This is a Soulfire production. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I have an amazing guest for you today. Today, I am chatting with Caitlin Sullivan from Spring to Life. I'm sure a lot of you have seen me post about Caitlin and her workouts, but if not, if you're not familiar with Caitlin, Caitlin is a Pilates instructor and a certified health coach with a concentration in hormone health. She's the creator of the Spring to Life method, which is a Pilates inspired method that focuses on low impact anti-inflammatory workouts and hormone balancing nutrition. I have had the pleasure of getting to know Caitlin over the last year, year and a half or so. We had worked together. She's such an amazing human and has such an incredible story. And she is the one who kind of got me into Pilates inspired workouts. I had tried Pilates before in different ways, and I had some good experiences and some that I wasn't so excited about. Um, but I am obsessed with her workouts and I post about them a lot because this is what I usually do for, for movement. Now it's really gentle on my body and it's really helped to decrease so much inflammation in my body. And I talk about this a bit in the episode, but just how, what my body has wanted and needed the longer I'm on the spiritual path that has shifted. And the style of movement that my body craves, um, has been you know, quite different than what I used to do in the past. And so we talk about, you know, like switching from high impact, high intensity workouts to lower impact movement. Uh, We talk a lot about cycle syncing and how to work with your hormones so that you can feel good all month long and how to kind of match your workouts to your cycle. But I think probably the most inspiring part about this whole episode is Caitlin's story. She has been through a lot and She talks about her career as a dancer, her ballet career, and what that was like. We talk about the perfectionist tendencies that can come from that body image issues, how that affected her relationship with her body and her health. She opens up about what it was like leaving her ballet career, as well as losing her father around that time. And then, you know, everything that was going on with her health, her body felt like it was falling apart in a number of ways. And that really led her to kind of making a whole life transition, finding Pilates, really looking into balancing hormones, becoming a holistic health coach. I know that there's so much in this episode that so many of you will relate to, and I just really appreciate Caitlin opening up and sharing so much in depth about her story. We got to do this in person, which is always extra nice. So I'm really excited for you to hear this episode today. We get into a lot of really good stuff. So I'm so, so pumped for you to hear it. And if you haven't already connected with Caitlin, you can find her on Instagram at spring to life method or on her website, springtolife.co. She's also on YouTube. You can search spring to life method. And like I said, these are my favorite workouts. They have totally transformed my life, my body, big part of my spiritual practice. And I do have a discount code if you guys want to try out her membership. So it's it's an online membership. So you can do all of the Pilates inspired workouts from the comfort of your own home. So again, if you go to springtolife.co, that's her website. And if you want to uh, try out the membership, you can use the code Christina at checkout, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A, and that will get you 25% off your first month. She has a ton of flows in there, different intensities. She talks about kind of how the membership is set up 
in in this episode, but I just love that there are different options. So build flows are a bit more intense. Balance are more like stretching, elongating. I I would say like feels a bit more traditional Pilates inspired. Um, it's kind of like the medium intensity, although those are my favorite ones. And then there are the breathe flows, which is more stretching based, foam rolling, that kind of thing. So everything is created with the intention that we can listen to our bodies and adjust the intensity of our movement to what we need and work with our hormones. So if you want to check that out, you can use that code Christina again for 25% off your first month. Those are the workouts that I have been doing for quite some time now, and I absolutely love them. And you can also get a taste for her workouts on on YouTube and her Instagram if you want to try some out there too. So that's a bit about Caitlin and today's episode. I won't keep you any longer. I'm so, so excited to dive into this and for you to hear all about her her journey. And I just know that a lot of you are really going to connect with this. So without further ado, here is Caitlin Sullivan. All right, cool. Well, thanks for thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to have this conversation. Me too. And I'm glad we could do it in person. Same. So I want to kick it off with some get to know you questions. Okay. Have you prepared for this? Uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. So first question is, how do you like to start your day? Like what's your morning routine? Um, a first thing when I get up is take the dog out mm-hmm. and we go for a little walk around the block and, um, uh, ideal day, uh, we'll just go straight to the beach and play Frisbee. Uh, don't take my phone with me and just kind of enjoy the morning and ground and mm-hmm. maybe get my feet wet. Um, and then I go home and start to either make my coffee or my tea and stretch. Um, I found, um, especially in the last couple of months, that makes such a difference in how I feel going into my day, especially because of how active I am. So I'll spend anywhere from five to 10 minutes stretching, rolling out a little bit, and then um, prepare for my day. There you go. Yeah. Cool. Are you, are you a morning person? Yes. Okay. But... I'm a wake up early person, but I'm not like ready to do something right away, which is interesting based on how I lived most of my life. Um, And that's something I've learned about myself recently. Like I wake up early no matter what, but I need some time Mm -hmm. just to be. Yeah. Well, it's kind of, it's kind of jarring when you can finally just set your own schedule and you're like, wait, what do I even like? Because we've been conditioned to like or at least for me, I think about my whole life was wake up at this time, immediately get dressed, head straight out the door. And that was just the routine. And then Mm -hmm. when I finally had the space to just do what I, what I wanted or what felt good, I just didn't even know how to navigate that because I was like, do I just keep going? Or like, am I a morning person? I don't know, but I've, I've become more of a morning person. Yeah. I think the biggest thing for me, cause I've always had like a job where I have to get up early, whether it was in a coffee shop or teaching in a studio. Um, but not having an alarm anymore yeah. because it's so jarring having that go off mm-hmm. right next to you. And a lot of times, you know, I would be rolling out of bed and have like 30 minutes to get where I needed to be. So I was always running late and it's just like so stressful. Yeah. So just to take the alarm away and let your body do what it wants. Mm-hmm. And then if you're waking up really early, that's awesome. Yeah. If, if not, that's cool yeah. too. Totally freeing. Okay. Love that. Next, what's a product you're really into right now? So this could be it could be skincare. It could be a food product. It could be a book, like anything physical that, that you're really enjoying right now. Hmm. This is a tough one. 
I'm going to go with the my Ned CBD, the oh, hormone balance yeah. line. So I take the, the oral hormone balance mm-hmm. CBD from Ned, but they have also a hormone balance like roll-on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just like essential oils. And I can't really wear perfume. Like I'm way too sensitive to yeah. it, even the sense that I used to tolerate, like can't really yeah. wear anymore. So it's just a nice little pick-me-up that I can roll on my wrist or like pulse points and like have a nice little uplifting scent yeah. and like kind of ground myself for a second. Um, so I've been kind of just trying to put those little rituals yeah. in my day. I love that. It makes such a big difference. Have you tried their salve? No, not yet. So they have, like, I have the whole kit and I used to have just debilitating period pain. I mean, things are a lot different now because of how I live my life. But that was, I mean, growing up, like I used to have to stay home from school because my period would be so bad. And I would just be like, I would literally be like on my bed screaming with like a pillow (laughs) and a heating pad. Like I was, it was so painful. Um, my periods were just out of control, but then I lost my period for like four years. And Mm then when it came back, it was, it was pretty, it was like pretty even. There's a little bit that just had to get sorted out because I hadn't had a period in four months, but it was relatively good. But like that salve, anytime I've had any type of like cramping or anything, I put it on and it goes away like that. Like I just put it on my stomach and it's just like totally normal. I'm going to have to get some of that because yeah. I've been, well, as a dancer, I mean, I think anybody mm-hmm. <laughs> going back in time will know the scent of Tiger Balm, um, which is like so mm-hmm. strong. Yeah. And um, it's also like there's a lot of sensation that's happening and, you know, also want to have natural products. So I've been looking for something effective. So yeah. I know how well the other stuff works. I'm going to have to yeah, go for sure. that. Try that. I absolutely love it. Okay, cool. Not sponsored. <laughs> That'd be funny if, if there is a Ned ad on this podcast. In Planet. Um, <laughs> I love Ned. So, okay, next, what's a topic you're really into and it can't outside of like what you specialize in? Mm. Hmm. Something that you're like <laughs> learning about geeking out over it could be like guilty pleasure. It could be totally random. Um, I mean, it could be a show. It could be like, what are you just interested okay, in? Okay, well, about? currently, Googling. Currently, I'm on my my third binge of Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Why do you think you're so drawn to it? Um, I've always liked fantasy. Mm-hmm. I grew up reading Harry Potter like that was my life um, multiple times through the books yeah. and the movies. Um, Love the Lord of the Rings, that any like of those dragon Mm -hmm. books and stuff I was reading though (laughs) as a kid. Um, And I actually resisted Game of Thrones for a little bit because I like just wasn't up on it when it came out. Mm -hmm. And then it it was just like the thing everybody was talking about. So I was just kind of like, whatever. Um, And then in my relationship, it was like something he was really into and I had to catch up. And then I was like, okay, this, and it's funny because it's really gruesome too. It's intense. Yeah. But I also like, not that I love gore, but like, I love Quentin Tarantino movies oh, too. Okay. So like, I'll like cover my eyes, yeah. but like I can get through that yeah, stuff because the story is good. I feel like Game of Thrones is a very different tone than like a Quentin Tarantino Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just talking like gore yeah. wise. Yeah. You can handle it. Yeah. I was like 15, like Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. My oh my God. That's so funny. That's so funny. Parker is very into Quentin yeah. Tarantino. Um, I'm, I'm very sensitive though. Okay. I love that. Well, and you have... I mean, I have had the the privilege of tuning into your energy field and you have a lot of that like fairy fantasy energy for your soul. So it makes <laughs> sense. Okay. Love it. Cool. 
Lastly, what is your human design type authority profile? Mm -hmm. Start there. I'm a projector. Mm -hmm. I am self-projected. I actually only have two defined centers. So, and it's my, what is that, throat and heart center Mm -hmm. or something like that? These two. I don't here. remember. I can't. Yeah, but, it's not the same yeah. as the chakras, but um, just those two defined centers. And um, what was the other question about it? Do you know your profile? I should have looked up before. I think it's 5 1. Okay. Yeah. That, everybody in my life is a, not everybody, I'm being dramatic, but <laughs> I, like a lot of people in my life, like a weird majority are projectors 5 1s. It's funny since I found out what my type is. Mm-hmm. So many people that I've connected to over human design are a projector or five one yeah. type. Yeah. Or like really, really close. It's very I mean, he's a five one projector. Um, a lot of my closest friends are five one projectors. And I mean, it, it makes sense. Like I as a generator, um, I very much find the projector to help like guide my energy. It's like that that evening out. But mm-hmm. um, okay, great. So now we know <laughs> a little about you. Do you know astrology? Do you know your astrology, like sun sign, moon sign, north node, rising, any of those? Um, I can never remember what my north node is, but I'm a Leo sun, mm-hmm. Scorpio moon, Leo rising. Um, oh, Leo. Yeah. There so a lot of Leo energy, which I've been mm-hmm. kind of harnessing a little bit more <laughs> in the last year. Um, so, yeah, I'm I just like live for the summertime, like being in the sun just feels so good to me. Yeah. Uh, You're very much a. You, you're like summer beach energy. Yeah, very much. Okay. What about Enneagram? I want to say like one, two, and four. I'm not super mm. into the Enneagram, but I think that's what it was. Okay. Yeah. I'm not like, I like the Enneagram. Human design is my favorite, but a lot of people are super into the Enneagram. I feel like, I feel like you're a two. I feel like you're a one or a two. Yeah. I think when I did that, like you they were all really it. similar. I should redo it. Yeah, because you're like totally different now than probably last time you took it. That's true. That's the thing. Your Enneagram can change. Okay. So, so it's not of your birth time, right? It's just about like your, how you view things, like your personality type. So yeah. that can change. So you should redo it. Interesting. Okay. Love this. Cool. So now we, now we know a little bit about you. It's like human <laughs> 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 design profiling. <laughs> um, you know, something that you had said to me along I don't know, a couple of weeks ago, maybe actually a long time ago, a couple of weeks ago that really, really stuck with me. And I feel like it's connected to what you had said before about your morning routine. It like, it just, it was so simple, but it really hit me. It like really hit me. And I, I was thinking about it for weeks after you just said, you're like, I'm done rushing. Like I, I just decided like, I not going to rush anymore. Like, I don't want to rush anything, you know? Mm-hmm. And just the way you said it, you were just so like clearly like, no, I don't rush anymore. Like, I'm not going to rush anything. And it really hit me because I started to be like, that is how I have been feeling so deeply the last few months of just mm-hmm. like, I'm so done with that energy. Like, I don't want to rush. And like, if if I have to rush and I just don't want to do it, you know? And I'm sure a lot of people listening can can relate to that. But I'm curious, like, tell me more about the rushing part of your life. Like, how did that all get built up? Like, what was it like before? And when did that start? Yeah. So I have always been like a doer, mm-hmm. um, you know, going back to like middle school, high school, I was just like always very productive, efficient, high achieving. Um, and I really carried that with me. I, you know, I began my career as a ballet dancer 
And as much as that was my passion, like it's really hard to support yourself. Yeah. It just dancing. So I always had side jobs. It was always a hustle. So it was always, I'm going from here to here to here, you know, maybe three jobs in one day sometimes. So it was a constant rush. And even after I stopped dancing, I had this just like kind of survival mode, even though I was always provided for, I just always felt the need to be doing more, which meant that I was always rushing into the next thing. And I think body was used to that. I was just so used to it. And I think it also kind of connects with the need that I had to make sure everybody else was happy, like taking care of everybody else, making sure my job was, you know, taking care of, Mm -hmm. you know, the house, this, that thing, whatever it is, just being so like stressed out by everything and then rushing. And I think that that ultimately, ultimately is what pushed me into a place of adrenal fatigue, Mm -hmm. which was kind of like the breaking point. So now I look back at where I was and I'm like, I, I have no like need to rush anymore. I used to like um, stress out about being late. Not that you should be late, you know, (laughs) but I would get so upset with myself that I, you know, and as when you're empathic, like it's so easy for things Mm -hmm. to affect you. And I would just, you know, internalize, you know, what I was doing wrong by being late um, and just carry that with me all the time. And it just, it doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um, so now being in this place where I'm not rushing anywhere anymore, it's like, no, I don't want to have my alarm go off next to my head mm-hmm. and have to be at work 30 minutes later yeah. and have to, you know, cause then I'm sacrificing how I'm taking care of my body because that was a huge part of it too. You know, I might not have time for breakfast. I might not have time, you know, to stretch and center myself and like go clear headed into my day. So that's been a huge focus for me. Yeah. Well, why did, why did you feel so responsible for everybody? Um, so many reasons I was always, I think part of it is that, um, I was always the one that had my shit together, Yeah, you know, so you kind of feel responsible for making sure everything's going smoothly, but it was also like seeking validation Mm -hmm. because I wasn't, um, you know, validating myself. Yeah. Well, I'm sure also, I mean, as an adult, this is where human design is so helpful, mm-hmm. but like realizing how much you're probably picking up on that just wasn't yours. And then you internalize it as yours, right? You like might be mm-hmm. feeling everybody else's pressure and like what they want and need. And you feel that and you think, oh, this is mine mm-hmm. and it's not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's a lot. That's a lot to carry. You know, that, that mental stress in addition to everything else you were doing, what got you into ballet? Um, so when I was really young, I was always bouncing around the house and my mom kind of would, she would like threaten. She was like, I'm going to put you in dance class, yeah. not threaten, but yeah. like, that was the idea eventually, like when I'm old enough. So finally, by the time I was about six, like I was in school and mm-hmm. she was like, I was, I kept asking her, I think, because she had like planted the seed. Um, so she signed me up for dance lessons, mm. but it was like, <laughs> For a long time, it was this situation where I go once a week, we do tap, ballet, and jazz all mm-hmm. in like the one hour class. And like, yeah. that's all I was doing yeah. um, for a really long time. So it wasn't until I was about 13, I was supposed to be going on point soon at this studio that I was at. And like, 
I, my mom knew and I knew that it was like not the best school to like, you know, that's kind of like a structurally changing thing that you're doing to your body by like putting in point shoes, especially when you're young. Um, so made a good decision to switch studios is actually a lot closer to my house. Like I could ride my bike there. Um, but as a 13 year old, I came in and I was like way behind all the other girls my age because I'd been studying three types of dance for an hour a week for seven years. So (laughs) as good as I was at copying things, I just didn't have the vocabulary or like the coordination yet. Mm -hmm. So I more out of like a want to be with the girls my age really threw myself into this program where it was like unlimited. I was there every single day for Mm -hmm. four hours a day, taking classes below my level at my level. And then in like other styles as well and strength and conditioning. And through that, I just really developed a love for it. Yeah. Geez. I mean, that's intense. Well, I want to hear more about your experience as a dancer because Mm -hmm. I know you loved it. I also know that it's very intense. And there's a lot of pressure and I think it's something that like, I don't know. I, I remember I had, so my cousin was a ballerina, mm-hmm. um, until she was, I want to say 27 or 28. Oh, wow. Um, and she was like, I really, really looked up to her. Mm-hmm. She's, she's much older than me. Like she was like 27 when I was, I must've been like 10, you know? Okay. Um, and I had this image of her, like this beautiful ballerina. Um, and I would see her dance. And then I remember like, going to dinner with, with her, like our families after and talking to her and, um, and looking at her feet and they were just like bloody and red and blistered. Mm -hmm. And she, um, just things that she would say, I was pretty young, but it was like, I could like feel this heaviness, like Mm -hmm. this darkness and like, and like this pressure, you know? And I think there's like that, that whole you know, other side of, of what's going on, which I'm sure everybody has a different experience with, but I know it's a lot of body image stuff that comes mm-hmm. up. Um, what was that like for you? Yeah, there, I mean, there's, there's so much light in being able to share mm-hmm. the art mm-hmm. and like be able to like feel it moving through your body. So when you have those experiences, it's so fulfilling. But the reality of it is that, you are sacrificing a lot. Um, you're sacri- and you know, in high school, not that I really wanted to participate in high school, but I didn't have time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to either. Oh yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, and then it, yeah, it's just, it's hard emotionally, physically, mentally to stay in it. I mean, for me, I came from a really small town, a really small studio, big fish, little mm-hmm. pond, I had, you know, really great teachers telling me that I had great potential and I would have no problem Mm -hmm. landing a job, an apprenticeship, which is like the entry level position that you want to get. But um, by the time it was my time to enter the field, it was so much more saturated Mm -hmm. than it had been when my teachers were professionals. And it was kind of the beginning of the competition. Mm like aspect of it, which it's hard to, it's so strange because it's an art form, but there's also this athletic and competitive aspect to it as well. And the focus is, you know, blurred a little bit sometimes. So I just became the small fish in this huge pond and 
my work no longer spoke for itself because mm-hmm. there were so many other elements at play. Who knows who, like who's all the politics. Yeah, there's politics and just like. Yeah. And how old were you at that point when you were like. I graduated high school semester early. Um, so I auditioned for the Joffrey Ballet in Chicago for their trainee program when I was 17. And I moved to Chicago the mm. summer that I turned 18. Um, so from then, from 17, 18 until like 26, 27, I was in that, in that world. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it starts out for me, it started out like on a really good note. I had a lot of really great opportunities, but what you don't get told is that there are so many different as, as there are with anything, there's so many different like tiers of, you know, these companies that are out there. So I got some really great opportunities early on. And then I made, you know, some decisions I, and it's, you know, auditioning places is so arbitrary. Could be like, they're looking for somebody with blue eyes and you have brown eyes. They're looking for somebody that's five, two, but you're five, eight, you know, it's just, yeah, whatever the cards are that day, it's really hard to know or to be able to predict anything. So it became a struggle and it, it just, the biggest thing was my confidence. And that, you know, is all connected to body image. I was thinking about this earlier today of how I always really wanted to love my body. Mm-hmm. Like I had that <laughs> urge inside of me, but I had so many factors externally that were telling me to hate my body or to change my body. Mm. Because you're standing in front of a mirror for four to eight hours a day, you know, depending on what your schedule is, uh, you're not wearing a lot and you're comparing yourself to the person standing next to you, the person standing across the room, the person that can do this, the person that can do that. And it's really just, you have to be so strong mentally. And honestly, like I didn't see a lot of that around me. Mm -hmm. So it just, you know, I saw people with eating disorders and I knew that I didn't want that but I also knew that I had issues. Mm -hmm. So it was really hard to navigate Mm -hmm. and just stay positive. And once I, now looking back, I can see once my confidence started to deteriorate and just like my love of my body and what it could do started to deteriorate, like what was offered to me was Mm -hmm. not what I wanted. So now I can see like how that reflected, but at the time it was just a struggle. I mean, especially from a young age, like in just, just being in the environment alone, you know, that, that can do a number on somebody's mental health and their body image, but were specific things and you don't have to say exactly what they Mm -hmm. were, but like, were things said to you that also contributed to that? Or is it more of like being in the environment or were there specific experiences that really affected Um, you? Well, I definitely had like a few experiences with certain, um, teachers, um, and like admin artistic staff that Mm -hmm. I would say were traumatic. Like at the time it was just like, Oh, that's just like her personality or that's how she is. But like, really, like it was not a nice way to treat somebody, especially like just an entry level person. Um, so I did have some things like that and, uh, you know, for the most part, because I'm taller and just the way that I'm built, like I 
could carry a little bit more weight, inflammation, really. (laughs) Um, And I didn't really get talked to in like the traditional sense, but I could always feel that I wasn't where they expected me to be. Mm -hmm. And there would be people around me that would Mm -hmm. get talked to, which I always found strange because a lot of times I would to like, like, that's a thing. Like, like, you know, like they're going to come to you and basically say like, what, like you need to lose weight. Is that what they would say? Yeah. I knew people in, I was not in this company at the time, but I knew people in a certain company that every Saturday they had to weigh in and have their weight posted on the board. It's posted. Mm Mm-hmm. And if you're, and there's a set weight, (laughs) this is the hilarious part. No matter how tall you are, there's a set weight of like where you're supposed to fall under. So it's very easy for somebody that's five, two to fall under 130 pounds Mm -hmm. for someone that's five, eight to fall under Mm -hmm. 130 pounds, like depending on, you know, what time of the month it is or like Mm -hmm. what's, you know, how they're built. Yeah. Jeez, it's so, so it's really, it's very, yeah. it's like a mind fuck really. Cause yeah. you're like, how am I supposed to like fit myself into this box that I really don't fit in? Mm-hmm. But I will say I'm seeing a lot of positive changes. That's good. More yeah. on like the grassroots level than the higher up level, unfortunately, but it's a start for sure. Did the girls like, did you guys talk about how you were feeling or what was going on? Or was it, it was kind of just like everybody was having body issues and some eating issues and y'all just knew that and kind of just didn't say anything. When it was really obvious that somebody was sick, Mm -hmm. um, I never talked to anybody that I thought that I was worried about or that I saw had a problem. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do know of people that went to like artistic staff and said, oh, I think this person is like having a problem. Like she might need help. And a lot of sometimes it falls on deaf ears. Sometimes they don't care. It's so sad. And so yeah, it's just like kind of weird. And then sometimes you get like this. I remember we were getting ready to go on stage for Swan Lake. Um, and I was dancing in a smaller regional company. We actually had students from the high school in the core because the company was so small and we were getting ready to go into the theater and we were wearing short two like rehearsal tutus and, um, the director who was a man the night before we're going into the theater told all of us that our legs were too fat to have tutus on. He just like said that like, yeah. And it's one thing to hear it as like a young adult, yeah. but then to also be in a room where these they're under 18, yeah. these girls, you know, it, yeah. it just, it kind of breaks your heart to like oh think that God. that's how yeah they're being told to feel mm-hmm. about their body. Yeah. Oh my God. So like you're going through this and then when do things start to shift? Like when do you start to decide what makes you start to decide like this isn't for me anymore? Like, so I had such a deep love for ballet for so long that I could never imagine it not being a part of my life Mm -hmm. until I came back to San Diego. I was dancing here and I just was not getting out what I was putting in. Like I, over the past like decade had put so much time and energy and money into bettering myself in this art form and, you know, making sure that my technique was correct and, you know, just all of the things. And it wasn't rewarded. Mm -hmm. Um, It wasn't seen really. And the things that I was doing, I wasn't proud of. Mm -hmm. Like, I just was like, what, (laughs) 
what is the point of this? And I remember having like it for, for a while, like maybe for like the last five years or so, I would often think about the audience and like what kind of impact I was having on them because I always wanted to help people. And I had had experiences where I was performing and it just felt like otherworldly, like out of body experience, where I was like, this is what it's about. Mm -hmm. But there were so few and far between, especially with the opportunities that were coming my way. And it just like, I didn't feel good about what I was doing. I could tell that I wasn't putting a hundred percent into it anymore. And I just got to a point at the end of my last season where I was like, I shouldn't come back next year. Mm. Wow. So, and that was around the time that I lost my dad. Um, and it was just like, I needed to make a change. And so yeah. that was, I can't, like four years ago. Yeah. Now where that was kind of the beginning of everything changing for me. I get a lot of messages from people early on in their entrepreneurial journey. And I notice that a lot of people feel stuck and I totally understand how you are feeling. I've been there too. And I have worked with hundreds of people who have felt the same. And for a lot of people, they feel like the harder they work, the further they actually get from building an aligned and abundant business. So if you can relate to this, I have some really exciting news. I am pumped because No Bullshit Business School is officially back. It is relaunched. This program is newly revamped and exactly what you need to help propel you forward in your business. This is something I have poured my heart and soul into to create all of the resources that I wish I had starting out and to offer you the resources that are going to serve you for years and years and years throughout your journey as an entrepreneur. This course contains all of the original Nobius Biz School teachings on how to successfully build your online coaching business, plus even more new video lessons emphasizing the real secret to success, mastering your energetics and following your intuition in your business. The best part is that No BS Biz School is now self-paced so you can get the support you need whenever and wherever you need it. And you can go fully at your own pace on your own time because I know this is what a lot of entrepreneurs are really looking for. When you sign up for No BS Biz School, you will get access to over 20 hours of video lesson content plus another 10 hours of exclusive video interviews with other six and seven figure entrepreneurs in the industry plus downloadable PDF guides and lifetime access to the whole course. We cover truly everything you need to know from finding your niche and creating magnetic content to money mindset and manifestation hacks in your business. You will also be able to connect with a group of like-minded, soul-centered entrepreneurs who are also taking the course in our private Facebook community. So if you're looking for a mind, body, soul approach to up-leveling and building your business to six figures and beyond without needing a huge social media following or any paid ads, this is the course for you. Most of my clients have less than 200 followers. This is building your business all through organic growth that you can work smarter, not harder, and build your business in an aligned way. I have poured my heart and soul into creating this container for people who are ready to cut through the BS and grow their businesses. And I have seen so many <laughs> incredible transformations from the clients who've gone through this course. And these transformations are not just in their business, but also in their overall lives. And I am so excited for you to do the same. This is probably the only business course you will ever need. So if you're ready to make quantum leaps in your business, just head to bit 
bit.ly slash no BS biz school to learn more about everything included and to sign up so you can get started today. Again, that's bit.ly slash no BS biz school. You can check out countless testimonials and learn all about what you will receive in the program there. And I cannot wait to support you on your journey. So you made that shift. I mean, that's a huge identity shift. That's like, Mm -hmm. that's like two losses in Mm -hmm. one, right? Like you lost your dad and then you lose this whole, like, I mean, it was my identity. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a lot. And so what, what did you focus on then? Um, my relationship and school, actually, I went to school online. I got a business degree. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was working in, um, a spin studio Mm -hmm. at the front desk. And that was kind of my entry point into fitness because I wasn't like, I would do like cross training. I would like work out on the side, but it was more out of like a necessity or like feeling some sort of way about my body or whatever. And I never had like a consistent thing that I stuck with for a long time. Um, except for like Bikram yoga, which I came to hate (laughs) eventually. (laughs) It was like love hate. Um, so I was, Going to school, I was working at the spin studio. I just really thought that I needed to do it like the normal way. Like I was like, all right, this is my time. I'm going to go get like a nine to five job. I'm going to have time. This is so funny because, you know, we were talking about <laughs> yeah, this. Like, I'm going to have time to I'm do I'm going to have so much more time to do stuff because I'm only going to have one job. Yeah. And um, so I got this like sales job. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, I can't imagine even sales job. It was excruciating. It was excruciating. Not your energy. Um, (laughs) yeah, it was awful. And so I, (laughs) oh my gosh, I got rear-ended on my way home from work. I was driving on the 163, going home, completely stopped. Somebody came going 50 miles an hour and rear-ended me. And the universe literally kicks you in the ass. <laughs> yes. So I was like, okay. Thing, my tar- car was totaled. My neck was all jacked up. Um, and it was really like a blessing in disguise because yeah. I was able to start going to the chiropractor, mm-hmm. which I knew I needed already. I'd been to the chiropractor a couple more, a couple previous times mm-hmm. in my life. Um, but it was just something that like in my like harried stress place like I didn't think that I could invest in that part of like healing my body even though (laughs) the first time I ever saw an x-ray of my spine I burst into tears (laughs) which had been years previous um and I like I had done some regimens but it it really like it it would feel better but it didn't like really move the needle Mm -hmm. in terms of how I was feeling well your so so your spine had some issues and then Mm -hmm. you get in this car accident Mm -hmm. which I feel like, I mean, you, you explained it, but I feel like from, from knowing you well, I feel like you're kind of down, downplaying <laughs> the effect of that um, and the pain and how that, that was affecting your body. Can you paint a clearer picture of like, because you had all this, these effects from the car accident, you mm-hmm. had like all these long-term effects from dancing, mm-hmm. which was like, what was going on with your adrenals, your nervous system, your hormones, like inflammation? Like, yeah. what was, where was your body at? Like, what was <laughs> Let going on? Let me tell on? you. <laughs> Yeah. So I stopped dancing, lost my dad, flipped the order. That's how it happened. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I did not feel great. Yeah. Like I said, I already knew that my neck was like completely straight. Your spine is supposed to have this lovely S curve. My neck was completely straight, which was why I had so much neck and upper back tension holding up my heavy head. Um, And beyond that, well, because of that, I got tension migraines that would just like completely knock me out. I wouldn't be able to see. I get nauseous. It's you know, anybody that gets a migraine, <laughs> I think, you know, my, I grew up with my mom getting migraines and I'd be like, you have a headache. Mm-hmm. No. And then you experience it for the first time. And you're like, this is a migraine. Yeah. Like you just know. And it's, it's awful. So I would have that like knocking me out. You have to get a shift covered at work or whatever, you know, that sucked. And I also had, I was very, despite how strong, strong my body was from dancing. I was incredibly weak in my upper back. I had some periods of time where I couldn't get through a ballet class, like holding my arms out Mm -hmm. to the side because I had so much tension in my upper back. And I would just constantly trying to get like some traction, get some release in my thoracic spine. And I really ignored it. Like I couldn't drive with both my hands on the steering wheel at one point because it was so painful. You're so young. And I was so young. I wasn't even 25 yet. Like it was crazy that I was living that way as my normal. Mm -hmm. And on top of that, for a while, I had felt just like I would look in the mirror and I would be like, my face is underneath all of that puffiness. Mm -hmm. Like I had begun to like put on some weight. And like I said, I was taller so I could kind of carry it and like get away with it. Not that like I have to look a certain Mm -hmm. way, but it just didn't feel like my body. Like I could tell that it was just, it just didn't feel like me. My face didn't look like my face to me. No, I get it. I mean, I think that's the thing that's difficult. And even if when you're talking to practitioners, like some people just don't get it. And it's like, there's like people can, you can tell, I think when it's inflammation versus like weight, like inflammation, mm-hmm. you literally feel like you're like wearing like a puffy suit. That's like exactly this, how you know it I mean? felt. And you're like, yeah, it's like, this isn't me. Like it, it's not me, mm-hmm. you know, versus like just having extra weight. It, it just feels different. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. So I was inflamed, bloated. I mm-hmm. later came to realize I thought I had just been gaining weight. Um, and then, you know, I was, I had a lot of anxiety, a lot of mood swings, And then I started having like frequent chronic yeast infections and UTIs Mm -hmm. as well as as some like gut issues. So a lot of things going on and, but they all, like, it's not like it was an onslaught. Like they all came at once. Like it was kind of this slow slide into all of these symptoms, but really like all of these symptoms are things that like come up all the time. And we just kind of brush them off as like, oh, that's normal. You go to the doctor, you get a pill for that. Oh, you've got a, a migraine. Like take some Excedrin. Um, like it wasn't like setting off any alarm bells or like red flags for me. I was like, I just kind of feel like shit all the time. (laughs) But once I got in the car accident and I was able to go to the chiropractor through insurance, like, thank God. Um, I was like, this is my chance. Like I really need to take advantage of it. And at that time I decided (laughs) thankfully to leave the job at the the sales job. And I started working for my family's business doing bookkeeping and like accounts receivable. So that was an amazing opportunity for me to be working from home. And I had been taking like some Pilates lessons on and off with one of my ballet teachers. And there was just something about it. Like I knew this is what 
was going to help me. And there was a Pilates studio down the road that was just opening and they were doing a teacher training. And I was like, okay, I think this is what I need to do because I need to feel better in my body. Like my reasoning for going into this teacher training, like vaguely, I thought that I would be a teacher, Mm -hmm. but I wanted to heal my body and like feel stronger and be able to carry the groceries in from the car. Mm -hmm. Like it was as simple as that. Yeah. And like drive your car. (laughs) Exactly. And not hurt. (laughs) And be able to like turn my head to like check my mirror. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So you go, you do pull, you, you, you do your training and then you start teaching. Yeah. So I did my training. Um, it was like 500 hours training. It took me almost a year to finish. I started teaching right away. And I, I mean, from, I taught ballet from like my sophomore year of high school. Mm-hmm. So I'd been teaching for a long time, but it was again, like starting over with a vocabulary. Yeah. And, um, I had some like minor success at the beginning with like, feel it like just overall, I was focusing on core strength. So mm-hmm. I was feeling better, but I, remember just having a lot of questions. Like I felt really disconnected from what I was teaching because I was so used to being able to look at bodies and say, okay, this is what's going on. This is what I want to see you do. Try it this way. But with Pilates, I, there was like exercises and movements and shapes that I wasn't familiar with yet. And when I would ask the questions, I wasn't getting the answers that Mm -hmm. I was hoping for. So I was kind of like floundering for a little while teaching at different studios and I just could just tell that like as much like clients liked me, like mm-hmm. my classes would fill up, but I, I didn't, I knew that I didn't have the connection with the clients that some of the other teachers had mm-hmm. and in the way that they taught, but it was like, I was still missing something. Yeah. And I just happened to take this class on ClassPass at a studio, a different studio I'd never been to. And I met this woman who became my mentor yeah. and she is a second generation teacher of the Pilates method, which like now I understand that there's kind of two different avenues of it. And what I was seeking was this method mm. because it's just, it is the method. Like yeah. it just works and it's about the system of the body. And it was so crazy because within just a couple sessions of taking class with her, the like remaining like tension and pain that I was having in my upper back started to dissipate. Yeah. And it was, it was just such a quick change for me that I knew that this worked and I had to study it. So I like almost immediately began studying under her. And that was where I really found my love of like analyzing the body and like figuring out Mm -hmm. what's going to make somebody feel better. Yeah. And cause that's what this like Pilates is fitness. Like that is going to be a side effect of it. But for me, it's like about feeling good in your body all the time. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I have this conversation a lot. I mean, I'm not a Pilates expert, obviously, (laughs) but I like from doing your workouts and, and your membership and working with you, like And I've gotten like, I had had other traditional Pilates classes before, just like over the years. Um, It's it's so different than like Parker wanted to go, like we went to Pilates Mm -hmm. and he's like, oh, there's this Pilates class at the studio. Let's go. And we go. And it's like literally just like a workout on a reformer. I'm like, this Mm -hmm. is not Pilates. This is like a hit workout on a reformer. It's not Pilates, you know, or a lot of the stuff that you see online, that's like called Pilates. You like look at it. I'm like, this is not Pilates. It's just like 
low impact, you know? And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it, there is a difference there. There is a difference. And like, I, I noticed a huge change when I told you I did that like 30 day challenge for mm-hmm. myself. And I had just been getting that intuitively. Like I kept saying like, do 30 days of Pilates. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so I did it, but I didn't realize until I went through that, how achy my body was before, mm-hmm. or just like all these things that I thought were normal that I had been dealing with for years, like being like, I don't know if I would say overly sore, but it was a lot of the achiness or like, Mm -hmm. I'm not mobile. Right. And all of these smaller muscles that I didn't realize I was so weak in that Mm -hmm. were actually so important. And what I loved about like, like the Pilates and like real Pilates was like, I just felt like my whole body was like coming together again. And I Mm -hmm. wasn't waking up achy. Like I felt more flexible and more mobile. Mm -hmm. Um, and people were saying like, oh, you look different. Like your body looks different. And it was like, everything was just connecting again. But then I've tried, you know, different things where people are like, this is Pilates. And I'm like, this isn't Pilates. It's mm-hmm. just like, I don't even know. Well, you know what I mean? Yeah. No, I, I 100% know what you mean. And it's, you know, there's something for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like if you love that type of yeah, no, quote it's unquote okay. Pilates, yeah. that's great. Um, but there is like this kind of fork in the road where things get a little more contemporary and sometimes, sometimes it works, sometimes it's great, but sometimes it's just like hard for the sake of being hard. Yeah. And I'm never going to teach you something that's hard for the sake of being hard. Like I want you to be able to do it in the best way to get the most benefit in your Mm -hmm. body. Um, and that's why like you'll notice and I know that we've talked about this, like there's kind of a certain flow or pattern to the way I teach and like, I'll mix it up, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll add props and we'll do this, this way or Mm -hmm. like standing or whatever, but you're constantly working through the same shapes in your body because it's all about how your spine moves. Yeah. And it's about creating core strength because everything comes out from your core. Mm -hmm. So that's my my approach to it. I like, of course, you know, love toned muscles, love all the great benefits Mm -hmm. of doing Pilates. But for me, it's like, I have this freedom of movement. Like you said, the flexibility and mobility in my body. And to your point of like your body changing, I would have killed for my body to look like this Mm -hmm. when I was dancing. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Interesting. It's crazy how much my body changed when I really started embracing Mm -hmm. this method. Yeah. Totally. You know, and I think like the, the why, right. That's why I was, I brought it to Parker because I was like, like for him, it was for his back. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. like, I understand. I don't understand. Like, I know, I don't know the amount you know about it, but I understand the concept of like, when you do this traditionally, like it works of like, Mm -hmm. it supports your spine as opposed to like, just going to this class where it's like just a hit workout on the machine. I was like, I'm not saying like, if you enjoy that, it's totally fine. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, but if your purpose is like, I'm looking to like actually support my spine, like, mm-hmm. because I mean, and I, I notice it now much more so when, now that I've like learned like from you, just from doing the workouts and like, I feel different. And then mm-hmm. now I can tell more that I, where I couldn't tell before where I'm like, Oh, I could like hurt myself here because my body is more, I just had to pay more attention to it. Mm-hmm. Just like with my history of autoimmune stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and it's like, I can tell now, like sometimes like doing certain movements, I've been to other classes or just other like older workouts I used to do where I'm like, oh, this is like actually like fucking me up. Mm-hmm. Like, and I didn't notice it before. So I'm now more aware of that. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. And it's 
for me, it's always quality over quantity too. Like there's not always a benefit of Mm -hmm. like going for a bunch of reps, even if you are like my ball of bangles, sometimes like lightweights, body weight, that's all it is, but I'm still doing low reps for the most part, because if you're doing it well, you don't need to do. Yeah. 15 or 20 reps of something. I mean, that was what was mind blowing for me because I was not a Pilates person. Mm-hmm. I was not a Pilates person until I met you. I was very like, you know, it's been this whole transition for me, like first into just like low impact and then, and then more into Pilates. And I've never been super drawn to yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first started, I was like, is this going to work? Like, is this, I honestly, I was like, mm-hmm. is this going to do anything? I was like, I used to make fun of people who use like, you know, their ball, of, like the, the one pound things <laughs> or like, I would just like, this isn't going to work. Or even like the first time I did a workout or you just watch it. And I'm like five reps of this, like, this is going to do nothing. And then you do it. And I would be like, at the beginning, I was so sore. I was like, holy shit, my core. I've I was like, I've never used my core before, clearly. <laughs> like, I've never used it before, but it's like, you're doing so much less, but it's so much more effective. Mm-hmm. It's so much more effective. And I, I wasn't waking up every day feeling exhausted. Mm-hmm. Like, and to me, what I realized I like is, and it's a, it's a preference thing, but I realized I, like, I like to be active every day. Mm-hmm. And if I'm active every day doing something that's too intense, I, I feel awful, but it's like, like when I did that 30 day thing, I was like, am I going to be able to like do 30 days in, in a row? And I could, because I could just do like shorter flows, like mm-hmm. less intense. And it gives me that mental release. It's like such a mental, emotional mm-hmm. release for me. It's like my, my mental health time essentially. And I'm moving my body and I don't feel tired after, which I had honestly probably never experienced like working out and not feeling tired after until then. That's amazing. So I love to hear that. And that's exactly what I want it. Like this could be something that supplements your mm-hmm. other fitness routine. Yeah. If you are really into something that's high intensity, you know, it's great to cross train with something that works those smaller muscles, but it's also something that you can do every day. And that's why I really try to have a diverse, um, like very options, lengths of times and the styles of flows, because, you know, you could get on the mat and do a balance flow every day of the month. But like, if you're having low energy, then you can also stretch or foam roll or just, you know, spend some time with your body in that way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that that's really important for people to remember, like moving your body does not have to be super intense every single time. Yeah, totally. I mean, it's, it's a good reminder, you know? Um, well, so what else? So like you were doing Pilates, mm-hmm. like shifting that you moved your body, but then you also had all these gut issues and inflammation mm-hmm. and like, what was your path to, to healing those? So, so after losing my dad to cancer, I kind of became like hyper aware of my mortality. Yeah. Basically, <laughs> you know, I started yeah. really thinking about longevity because my dad, like I had always thought of as a pretty robust, healthy guy. Mm-hmm. And his health deteriorated within a couple less than a couple years. Like it was very fast and very sad and hard to watch. And so I just started thinking about like what that meant and like what I could do, but I was also like a little paralyzed by it for, I would say it was like about a year. Like I started, um, my Pilates training and I was going to school already And then, um, I finally, like, I kind of got to my wits end. I got another yeast infection and I was just like, why is this still happening to my body? So I started doing some research and I kind of, 
I came across the idea of like acidity and alkalinity. And I was already familiar with that, you know, kind of researching cancer a little bit and like breeds and acidity and all of that. So I decided to do the miracle pH cleanse, which is, is um, it's a lot of celery juice. (laughs) Oh, that sounds fun. (laughs) Yeah. So it's pretty much just like you're eating vegetables, you're Uh drinking green juice, like a lot of healthy fats and things like that. Very clean diet. It's very restrictive. It's great for, I think people that have like really extreme, you know, uh, there's people in the book with cancer that did it, you know, I'm not making any claims or whatever. It was, how long did you do it for? So I'm pretty, I was trying to remember, I think it's, you're supposed to do it for two weeks or like, if you're really dedicated, you can just Mm -hmm. live that way. I think I lasted for about a week or so, but like the change was so like, it was like (laughs) night and day in how my body felt. How far in did you feel different? like days. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was crazy to me because I had always thought of myself as healthy, Mm -hmm. you know, like I cooked at home all the time, but I started to kind of assess like the processed foods and like the amount of sugar that was in these healthy foods and things. And I realized that like, I was just like breeding this acid environment in my body. Mm -hmm. So no wonder I was feeling yucky all the time. Um, so that was kind of like one breaking point, but in a more vain sense, yeah. I had been struggling with hormonal acne yeah. since I was like on and off since about 21. And in my mid twenties, it just really like set in. And I was just, I had, didn't have skin problems as a teenager. I just didn't know what to do. And I had, you know, I started, I didn't eat dairy. I had a filter in my shower because the water in San Diego is horrific. And things would like make small changes, but I was still like overall really inflamed in my face. So I had begun to do some research and I came across the Institute for Integrative Nutrition. And I was like, okay, I think this is what I want to do. And being a Pilates instructor, I was kind of thinking like, this is going to complement this in some way, however I'm going to like use it in my future. Um, so I started the course there and, um, that was another like just huge learning experience for me. I made a a lot of big changes in my health and overall wellness. And it was just kind of, I think a lot of people that go through that program kind of have a similar experience where you just assess a lot of different things in your life. And I was able to, eventually get to a place where my skin was clear and like my gut is working much better than it used to. Mm -hmm. And like, I just feel good all the time. And so while I was studying at IAN, the opportunity to take their hormone health course came up. So I love to, you know, make my life harder. So I signed up for that at the same time. Um, but I just kind of knew that I needed that too. Mm -hmm. Um, because I, was kind of at the time that I started the hormone health course was about the time that I realized that I was experiencing like some pretty extreme adrenal fatigue. And I had also been thinking about getting my hormonal IUD removed for a while because I kind of knew that like a lot of the things that I was still struggling with were probably connected and I just Mm -hmm. needed to like clear my body out. So that was what brought me. Oh my God. (laughs) How, How did you get that out? The hormonal yes. IUD? How, yes. how was it when you got it out? Like, did you notice difference or? Uh, yeah, <laughs> it was crazy. So I had it for five years and 
this was another thing too. Like I never, especially with dance, I think this kind of played into it a little bit. I never had a really great understanding or relationship with my cycle, with Mm -hmm. my period. So I was, I had amenorrhea for most of my life. And then I got a hormonal IUD and I didn't have a period for five years. So I got it taken out and like almost immediately I was like, oh yeah, this is what I feel like. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It was amazing. But then I did have to, and that was last year, but I'm still working on bringing my hormones into balance because I even knew, like I went on the pill when I was 21 for my skin, didn't help. Um, And I quickly went off of it because I had cramps for the first time in my life that like, that was something that I was like, Oh, you've got cramps. Like what's that? Yeah. And then I was like, Oh my God, I can't stand up. Like I can't have my pants around my waist. Yeah. Like it was so bad. Um, and I started getting like hot flashes and night sweats. So I was like, okay, like clearly my hormones are yeah. like, the, I can't handle this. So I went off of that. And I actually, when I went to get my IUD, I wanted the copper IUD and I got there and the nurse talked me out of it. Mm. So what I, did she say that it makes everybody's period so heavy, like you're not going to want it. Um, so she just, I was like scared yeah. of it. So I, I changed my mind yeah. and I got like the low dosed. Yeah. Um, did IUD. you, did you end up, did you get the copper one or are you doing so? Like, I actually, I, now? I was, um, going to, I did want to do like natural tracking, but, um, I did a Dutch test mm-hmm. and my hormones are like, I have low estrogen and low progesterone. Mm-hmm. So my cycle is just, it's light and a little mm-hmm. bit unpredictable. So with my naturopath, we decided that the copper IUD actually would help regulate mm-hmm. my cycle. And I've actually seen really great results with cool. it. And it's not scary. <laughs> it does yeah. not, for me, I, you know, it's different for everybody, but yeah. for me, it did not give yeah. me horrific symptoms. And you, you feel good with it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I'm curious. I'm just like curious because I've heard people have different opinions with it. Yeah. I think it, and with, when I decided to get it, it was like, all right, you're going to try it for yeah. three months. And if you don't like it, then you get taken out, which yeah. that sucks because it's not comfortable, but yeah. like at least you try. Yeah. There you go. And luckily I'm okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what else, like in terms of diet lifestyle, like mm-hmm. some of the biggest things that you switched, um, mm-hmm. that really helped you like relieve the inflammation, balance your gut, balance your hormones. Like what are some, what were some of the big things for you that you changed? Cause mm-hmm. you already weren't eating dairy, right? Yeah. So I, I kind of like did a lot of experimenting on myself as I was going through IIN. Um, so I did an elimination diet and so I cut out, I was already not eating dairy and then, um, eggs, corn, soy, and gluten, mm-hmm. which was the big one that I had kind of always known I needed to let go of, but I love carbs. (laughs) Yeah. Like, no. (laughs) So I committed to this diet and I was like, let's just see what happens. So within like, so it was four, four weeks of eliminating and then you start adding stuff back in within like two weeks of not eating that stuff. I lost like 10 pounds that I was like, I looked in the mirror and I was like, who, what? Yeah. (laughs) You know, I was like, okay, so clear, like, I was like, all right, it's probably the gluten, but I'll see when I add it back in. And sure enough, when I added it back in, like I reacted to it. Um, so that was a huge thing. And luckily, like, I don't have celiac disease. There's lots of different, and I don't suggest, you know, just do an elimination diet by Mm -hmm. yourself. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Find somebody to guide you. Um, but I found that as I, eliminated all these inflammatory foods and then 
you know, I kept it pretty clean for a while, but then I started allowing myself, um, you know, high quality, you know, small amounts of like red meat. Cause that was something that I had a really hard time digesting mm-hmm. previously. Like I would go to sleep after having steak or beef or something. And my body would feel like it was on fire mm. trying to digest it. Yeah. Um, so I just thought I couldn't eat it. And now I can, I can eat yeah. grass fed beef. It's awesome. You know, mm-hmm. and before it kind of shifted my perspective on food too, because there's like the plant, you know, and plant-based is super valid, mm-hmm. but I, I found that by really healing my gut and taking the time to heal my gut, I was able to, you know, make more choices yeah. overall. Yeah. So how would you describe your diet now, your, your nutrition? <sighs> um, so I try most, like I kind of, I seed cycle and mm-hmm. I cycle track. So I do try. How long have you been seed cycling? Um, almost a year now. Really? You yeah. notice a difference? Yeah. Yeah. How far in did you notice a difference? Um, I would say within two months, but I think also it was probably just getting more healthy fats, yeah. which I think, you know, I was probably deficient in that was, <laughs> I highly recommend like working with somebody. Cause even yeah. as a coach, like you kind of get like really zeroed in on certain totally. things and then you're not seeing the big picture. Yeah. Um, so adding in like the nuts and seeds made a huge difference in how I feel. And that always helps with inflammation too. Um, but I've also, um, been just cycle syncing. And as I move through the month, you know, when I'm on my period, I have more grounding, warm, you know, kind of homey foods. And then you move into spring. And so for, you know, the first half of my cycle, I have a lot of fruit for breakfast with like yogurt, nuts, seeds, cacao, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um, And then as I get later into my cycle, then I find that I am in the morning, not craving that like fresh Mm -hmm. fruit all the time. I want something a little heavier. Maybe I'll have some eggs, avocado toast, or Mm -hmm. even like some bone broth or like a mashed sweet potato or something. So I kind of just follow with like Mm -hmm. the seasons of the month and how my body's feeling and like how much, you know, density I need. Yeah. So can you share more about like if people aren't familiar with cycle syncing mm-hmm. and like w- what that is and how that looks, I mean, you described a little bit about with, with nutrition, if there's anything else to say mm-hmm. about that, but also with exercise. Yeah. So this was, um, just like when I learned about this, it was mm-hmm. like, Whoa, yeah. why didn't anybody tell me about yeah. this before? Like, why didn't we know this? I had a really like rudimentary understanding of like my cycle and my period and what that meant in my body. And, you know, like I said, I had a a menorrhea for a lot of my life. So I was like, I don't even need that. (laughs) You know, (laughs) now I know it's like a big sign of your vital health. So, um, with cycle syncing, it's where you track your cycle. And so day one is day one of your period and you count from there. Um, but the thing that I love about it the most and that plays into my method in the fitness the most is how your hormones and your energy level fluctuates throughout the month. Because Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times, especially women, like we get kind of down on ourselves when we can't produce at the same level consistently, but we're not supposed to, we're not meant to, (laughs) you know, we don't have that internal 24 hour clock. So learning to embrace like that spring and summer energy when you can plan and be social and be more active and do those higher intensity workouts, Mm -hmm. taking advantage of that energy and then embracing the times when you have lower energy 
um, through the luteal and into the menstrual phase of doing gentler flows, maybe just spending some time resting, recovering, meditating. So it's hard to, I think, for some people to like accept or like absorb the idea that like doing something like high intensity cardio all the Mm -hmm. time is not always going to get you the best results. Like it might make you more inflamed. Like I said, I used to work at a spin studio and like my cardiovascular health got better, (laughs) but overall inflammation and like Mm -hmm. muscle tone, not good. Yeah. You know? And I, like I said, I had those neck issues. So that was constantly exacerbating what was going on there, triggering migraines. And then just like overall, like I was just puffing up more instead of getting leaner. And now I know that's because you should like, if you're following cycle syncing, like you're, you only have to do something really high intensity a couple days of the month when you have that energy, because you're working against yourself the rest of the time. You know, you need that inflammation reducing low impact movement to let your body like reset and get into that parasympathetic state. Yeah. I mean, it makes so much sense. And I will say for me, it was actually really freeing, especially with my work, because I started mm-hmm. to pay attention to like when I'm more creative versus when I want to go get a lot of a lot done. And I would get so upset with myself, like, you need to get this done right right mm-hmm. now. But then I would start to realize, oh, like where I'm at my cycle, like I just need to like flow. Like I'm mm-hmm. supposed to just rest and mm-hmm. like, or this is what my creative time and this is when I'm amping up. And so now I actually plan a lot of when I work for different things for work around mm-hmm. where I'm at my cycle, which has been huge, but I for sure had that with, I was never a cardio person, mm-hmm. but I was like really into, you know, lifting weights and different iterations of that. And like all of the, res- like that type of resistance training, even when they were like lighter weights. And when I say lighter, like I would, okay. I would say like moderate. Okay. Even when I, uh, cause I would scale it back. I'm like, uh-huh. okay, maybe this is too much. And I scaled it back. I was still so inflamed mm-hmm. and like, and then, and it makes sense too, like just with the, the different energy levels mm-hmm. in our cycle. Like I was like, it was just always the same. Like this is the split like mm-hmm. every week, mm-hmm. every, all year. Like this is a split. There was never anything to adjust for the cycle, mm-hmm. but I was really afraid to stop using like weights. I was mm-hmm. so afraid. I was like, Oh my God, what's going to happen to me. Um, but that was making me really inflamed. Like, and I'm mm-hmm. just sharing that because I know that there are a lot of people listening who have that. I mean, I talk to women about this all the time. People are like afraid to like stop their high intensity, stop their hit, mm-hmm. stop their, and I'm not like, I'm not saying you have to at all, but there's, I think there's huge value in switching it up, mm-hmm. matching your cycle, matching your body. You know, if you do have a cycle, if you're, if you're a female and you have a cycle, Um, and I don't know, just like this whole idea, even going back to, I don't want to rush anymore, but I was Mm -hmm. just like, I don't want to like fight my body anymore. Mm -hmm. And like, if I'm waking up and I'm anxious about my workout, because I would find that I was anxious about my workout Mm because I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be so tired. This is a lot. I didn't even want to show up to it. And that was not the energy I wanted Mm -hmm. to go into anything with. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? Like, why am I, why, why would I continue to do this? out of obligation or out Mm -hmm. of fear. And like, Mm -hmm. for me thinking about everything energetically, I was like, this is not the energy I want to, uh, why would I approach this out of like out of fear? Right. Mm -hmm. I'm doing this out of fear. I was doing Mm -hmm. this out of obligation. Like it wasn't the right thing. And then when I started doing more lower impact workouts, like, like walk, just walking, um, or dancing or like Pilates, it was like, 
I like, I just lost a ton of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Like, I think we talked about that. I was like, yeah. whoa, I lost so much inflammation just by switching that up. And I was afraid too. So if anybody's listening um, and you're like scared, I mean, your body wants to support you. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. Yeah. Um, I actually, that you're, that reminded me of a client that I had who like pre pandemic, I was seeing her two or three times a week at 6am in the morning. So Jeez. like, yikes for both of us. Yeah. Um, I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not that level of morning person. At no. All. And so, and she was a very busy entrepreneur herself and she had had a loss in her life and just like a lot of stuff going on. And when she came to see me, like we almost couldn't do anything because like her shoulder was like so off that was like completely dropped and she was mm-hmm. having extreme hip pain and just overall, like she had gained weight, but I could tell it was that inflamed puffiness. And we, we made progress together, mm-hmm. like definitely made progress, but then the pandemic hit and we, we couldn't see each other in person. So a couple months went by and I saw her again in the studio a couple months later and she looked like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. And she hadn't been doing anything. She had just been resting. Wow. Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. she hadn't been, you know, forcing herself to go into the office and rushing to all these client meetings and flying all over the place for, you know, client Mm -hmm. meetings and family obligations and all of that stuff. She had to like, let it go. And her body rewarded Mm -hmm. her by healing, you know, and you know, all she had available to her in her apartment, I think was like a yoga mat and a foam roller. So yeah, it was, that was just, I was, I kind of almost expected it, mm-hmm. but to see it was like, I'm so happy for you. And yeah. like, please <laughs> let's continue to like yeah. scale it back. Yeah. You know, I mean, d- doing less can be, can be the answer. Yeah. That's what, like, I want you to do less, mm-hmm. do more with less. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So tell like, tell people about like your, why you created your membership and like, like how to use it. Okay. <laughs> so I created my membership um because I wanted to share this with other people. Once I started to go through my healing journey, I just kind of dawned on me that there must be a lot of other women or women and men like whoever out there that are feeling this way. Like either they're really burnt out or they're exhausted or they have this chronic pain or tension because their job has them doing like a repetitive action all the time or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It could be something super small to like, you know, a chronic pain issue. Um, but I wanted to be able to share like the magic mm-hmm. of these workouts. Cause I truly feel <laughs> that it's like magic, yeah, what can happen in is. your body. And, um, so that was like my motivation for this. I, you know, I was at a place where I wanted to really go all in with my business and, um, you know, working with you definitely helps me like narrow my direction. Mm -hmm. Um, and then adding in that layer of hormone health, like I just wanted it to be like a really, because this is a lifestyle, you know, it's not just like a fitness fad. Um, like I said, it can complement other things, but Mm -hmm. for me, this is just how I'm going to move my body for the rest of my life because I know it works and it makes me feel good. And um, that's what it's meant to do. Like this is meant to be exercise that carries you through your life. Yeah. Um, so with that, I have three different flow intensities. There's build balance and breathe. So build is where we're doing a little bit higher reps, just, um, kind of like circuits. And I'm going to be adding in some fun dance workouts soon. Um, so that's where you're 
kind of you're working your stamina and your endurance a little bit more. Balance flows is the bulk of the workouts rooted in your traditional mat Pilates. Um, mm-hmm. Sometimes I do like reformer inspired stuff and we add in props. And then we have breathe flows, which is rest and recovery. I do myofascial release, deep stretching, foam rolling, um, and some active meditations mm-hmm. as well. So if you are not into cycle thinking, you do not even have to think about that when you open the membership portal, because you can just ask yourself, how do I feel today? What do yeah. I need? What does my body need? Maybe it's that build flow. Maybe it's a balance and a breathe flow. Maybe you just need to stretch a little bit, like mm-hmm. whatever it is. And there's things that range from like seven to 45 minutes yeah. in there. So there's like something for everybody. I highly encourage you combine them, try the longer flows if you have the time. Um, so that's one way to use it. Just kind of intuitively ask yourself what you need, or if you do want to start to track your cycle, if that's something that's a priority to you, if you already do, then you just look. So build flows, that's kind of, there's less of them because you're not supposed to use them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that's for like that ovulatory phase, that three to four days a month when you have the high energy. If you want to sprinkle those in like follicular and luteal when you have the energy, like go for it, mm-hmm. all you. Um, but the balance flows are really the bulk of the method because that's where you spend your follicular and your luteal phase, like almost three weeks mm-hmm. of the month, depending. Um, so that's where I really encourage people to spend the most time. And you're going to get the best understanding of the method by doing those flows. And then we have the breathe flows for whenever you need like some muscle recovery for the menstrual phase, when you just have that lower energy and you want to just you know, be in your body. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And I will just say how, like, I never thought I would work out the way I do now. Like I was such a, like, this is my split. And like, this is the days I do hit. And this is the day, like, I, and I have to get 10,000 steps. In. I was just like, so out of control, honestly. And like now the way I use it, um, is more, I mean, I'm aware of where my, where my cycle is, mm-hmm. but I really just like the way I work out in general is I'm just like, what do I want today? Mm-hmm. And like, sometimes I, I just don't want to work out. And mm-hmm. some days I want to go on a walk. And then like some days when I'm like, I want something, I will go into the membership. And I typically either, I look at how much time I have. Mm-hmm. Right. And if I have the time, then I will go and do a full class. Like mm-hmm. one of the full, the full length mm-hmm. classes, because they're like, it's movement, but it's also like meditation. And Mm -hmm. I'm somebody that likes to do more of like active meditation. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's like, you get it all in one and it's Mm -hmm. like, just so good for my mental health, like slow down. And I used to like, hate, I still kind of don't really like classes, but it's so good for me to force me to like be present Mm -hmm. and just like listen to you talk and there's nothing distracting me. And I'm just like moving my body and I'm actually aware of how my body is feeling versus like when I used to just like, go to the gym and like be listening to a podcast. I'm not even aware of what Mm -hmm. I'm doing. Like, Mm -hmm. but I will do a full class if I have time or if I don't, I will pick something shorter or I, or I will like put them together. So I might do like a 15 minute balance with like a 15 minute builds um, or something like that, just Mm -hmm. to like give some context for people. That's how I personally use it. No, that's awesome. I, and that's great. As you were saying that, um, first of all, I have like, it is super grounding. I mm-hmm. think whatever type of flow you're doing, it brings you into your body. Like that's my goal in my cueing is yeah. to like make you start to make the connections in your body. So like mm-hmm. the next time you come, you're more aware mm-hmm. of what you're feeling. Um, but also like see, uh, cycle thinking or not, 
ideally, like you're just in yeah, asking you're just, your, it's yeah, intuitively, like what, what is like my body? If you're being yeah. honest with yourself, yeah. what does my body need yeah. today? What do not, what do I think mm-hmm. my body needs mm-hmm. today? Um, so that, yeah, is exactly. Yeah. But I think like, I know, oh, I needed a period. I didn't know what my body needed because I was in such a routine. Like my mm-hmm. body was just used to being hammered. Right. Mm-hmm. So like, that's where at the beginning, just like following this, like, cause you have a schedule. Like, so like you could just follow the weekly schedule and just like, I needed to get my body into like a calmer state, mm-hmm. um, before I could even accurately know what, what it needed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's like, that's a, that's a really good point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe I need to like make a little mini tutorial of like, well, getting in tune with your body as I mean, you do Pilates. It's helpful. I mean, I think just like using the schedule is a helpful place mm-hmm. to start just to like, because at the beginning, again, especially if you come from doing more intense stuff, you might mm-hmm. just feel like that's not enough for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. you know, like it's not, it's, it's not enough. And now I'm like, Oh, it's more than enough. Like <laughs> I think especially for people and I I've worked with people mm-hmm. like that in person too. And it, especially if they're used to like, you know, triathlon training yeah. or like a, a lot of weightlifting, it can feel like you're not doing anything, but I really encourage you to like, listen to my words. Yeah. If you're doing my flows, because there's so many like minute things mm-hmm. that you can start to focus on that make it so much harder. Like yeah. there's always another layer to peel back. Yeah. Um, and if you want another layer to peel back, yeah. you can always ask me. Well, <laughs> actually, help you out. It is really hard. Like, it's like really hard. Like, what was I doing the other day? I went in there. It was, it was one of the newer balance ones, but I was like three minutes in and I was like, I don't know if I can do this. Like my core was so on fire. I was like, I don't know if I, I think I might have to stop. I was like, I have 30 minutes left. Like it's, it's so hard, but it doesn't even look that hard. And what I realized was like, I had gotten really good at, I just gotten like with, with weights, right? Like mm-hmm. I had just gotten really good at those movements mm-hmm. and like, it wasn't even doing anything anymore, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, I could like lift, like, I don't even know, let's say it, like I'm squatting, but I had just gotten good at like squatting and it wasn't doing anything. And then, mm-hmm. and then I would do Pilates and I'm like, Oh, this is, should be easy. Like you can lift all this weight. And then I do it. I'm like, fuck, this shit's hard. Like it's so much harder. Like all yeah. these muscles that you didn't realize that, that y- you need to use, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it can be like really, I mean, I've worked mm-hmm. with athletes before that they come in, they're like, Oh, this is going to be a breeze. And yeah. then they're like, like trembling no. with it yeah. in seconds. Yeah, <laughs> you, know? you like, are, you are. And I remember, the, I remember the first time I ever did Pilates. I, one of my really close friends, I was visiting her and she took me to get a private lesson from her instructor. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a couple of years ago and I remember doing it and we went through the whole class. It was like an hour. And after I was like, you like that? I was like, I feel like I did nothing. And she was like, I love it. And then <laughs> I, and I remember the next day I woke up and I could not move. I was like, I went through the whole class and I thought it was so easy, like in it. And then the next day I was like, I can't get up. Like I, I have to stay in bed the whole day. Like, um, it, it's, it's, it's hard, you mm-hmm. know, but I think also for me, like I've gotten to a point where I work, I, I move my body for different reasons now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, everything is very spiritual, energetic to me. And I just got to a point where like, I mean, I, I honestly used to work out like for my body to look a certain way. And I understand the importance of like muscle mass and all that. And I get mm-hmm. that. And like, it's still strength, right? Mm-hmm. So you're still building strength, but like to, to be totally honest with everything I do in my day at this point, it's like, there's an energetic spiritual reason to it for mm-hmm. me personally. And 
and I was getting very guided, like, hey, every day, like part of moving the energy through, like Mm -hmm. chi flow, like balancing your chakras, like I was being guided, like your movement needs to be stretching. And they kept telling me Pilates. They just Mm -hmm. kept telling me Pilates. um, And it's, everything is like a meditation for me, right? So Mm -hmm. my movement had to be the same. Mm -hmm. Um, And and just coming from that different place, right? And even just the energy of like, I need to, I'm not doing it if I'm not excited about it. Like Mm -hmm. if I don't want to do it, I'm not going to do it. Mm -hmm. You know, and before I used to just force myself to do things. And now it's like, I don't dread I don't dread it. Right. Mm-hmm. It's so sad. I used to dread it. And now it's mm-hmm. like, what, it, what am I excited about doing right now? And like, what feels, I don't even know. It's like, I used to procrastinate working out. Mm-hmm. I used to procrastinate working out and then I would mm-hmm. just get pushed later and later. And then you realize when you start doing things that you enjoy or that feel good to your body, you don't procrastinate anymore. Mm-hmm. It's like easy to put on your clothes and get going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so for me, just the, the energetic spiritual perspective, like, and for me, like channeling and all my intuitive work, like everything in my life is aligned with that. Mm -hmm. And it's like actually a very crucial part of my life of like, Mm -hmm. what's the signal I'm sending my body. Mm -hmm. And it moves so much energy through you. It is that, that moving meditation and grounds you and centers you. And, um, I will just say anytime you're like stretching in any capacity, um, which Pilates like stretching and strength, you know, and just like the alignment spiritually, like that, that physical alignment. I mean, that's energetic alignment. Mm-hmm. And, and from a, I, I mean, like it, it helps with my like psychic stuff. Like I have like, your psychic senses will, will increase. I'll just say that <laughs> from like speaking it from my perspective, like I know that's not your main <laughs> demographic. Um, but I will just add that. And that's cause I know a lot of people listening to this are very, want to increase their intuition and a lot of healers and stuff. And it's like, every part of my lifestyle, my intention is like, how is this supporting my energy flow, Mm -hmm. um, and my spiritual practice? And so this has been a really big part of that for me. So I just thought I would, I would share that for people listening. Well, I appreciate hearing (laughs) that so much. And I'm, I'm so glad that the, the mental health aspect is resonating with you. And I've talked to some other members that feel that way as well. And I mean, the mental health is a huge part for me. And we talked about body image a little bit with dance and, you know, I, I was so sensitive about my body. Like I was by no means, you know, nothing was wrong Mm -hmm. with me, but any kind of comment I just took like, so to heart, like it wasn't like I could like fire back or like brush it off. Mm -hmm. Like I was just like crushed by any kind of negative comment. Um, even if it was like a joke, like it would ruin my day. and the beautiful thing about developing this relationship with Pilates is that it's not about the mirror. Even when I'm in the studio, like it's not about like, I can check my form in the mirror, but it's Mm -hmm. not about like staring at myself the whole time. Um, and so I just released so much of this attachment to what I looked like. And when that happened, my body started to change. Mm -hmm. And, you know, as much as I don't, want to think that my body image was a huge part of my mental health. Like it was because it was, you know, constantly on my mind. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, and also like anxiety too, like, I even still, like if I find myself starting to like spiral into like a little bit of an anxious tizzy, I'm like, all right, stop. What do you need? Like go lay on your mat and stretch or like, let's just move Mm -hmm. for a couple of minutes or even just taking a walk around the block. Like movement is so 
healing. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, emotions are energy, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like literally like the stuck energy, like mm-hmm. we're moving it out, moving it through. So you can actually like process emotions so mm-hmm. much more easily when you are like moving your body in that way. Mm-hmm. And also like not in such a rigid way, like also like for me, just getting more into my feminine energy and mm-hmm. operating more, more from that. Um, I needed to send my body that, that signal as well. But mm-hmm. yeah, the mental health for, for sure. And I think that's also like, that's very like manifestation related, right? The mm-hmm. second you like, you're in surrender, right? And you're not like, I need my body to look a certain way. It's like, mm-hmm. dude, screw this. I just need to feel good. Mm-hmm. You like drop that and then you get what you want. Yeah. No, it's <laughs> like, once you start just, you're like, oh, wow. I like, I feel good mm-hmm. now. And then like mm-hmm. a lot of the other like stress, like not, not that it's all, yeah, it is all connected though. Mm-hmm. Like you feel good and that, that radiates out. Like you, you know, dress up and like feel good about what you look like that day how you're presenting yourself in the world, like that mm-hmm. shows and radiates. So I, my main goal is to help people feel good mm-hmm. all the time mm-hmm. because you can. And I really thought before that, you know, my, my like state of homeostasis was kind of feeling like shit yeah. and you don't have to. Yeah. That's not normal. <laughs> you don't, you don't. And it's like, you don't have to rush. You, you don't have to do like, it's like, overdoing everything like Mm -hmm. overworking everything and just like actually slowing down and enjoying and like you said like getting more from doing less is that what you said something like that yes yep (laughs) exactly (laughs) I love it well this has been so great um was there anything that you wanted to share with the audience that we didn't cover I don't think so I feel like we cool. really covered the whole yeah spread I think so too we, we got the whole spread well amazing can you let everybody know where they can learn more from you and if they want to sign up for the membership mm-hmm. how they do that yeah so I'm on Instagram at spring to life method um, and that's where you can get the link in my bio to sign up for the membership Um, I also do private lessons. I have like a very small amount of availability if you're interested in working with me in that capacity. Is that that Zoom or in person? So I have some virtual availability. Mm -hmm. And then if you are in San Diego and you want to work with me in person, I have like maybe one or two um, openings. um, And you can DM me on Instagram if you want to set something up like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And then it's springtolife.co is my website where the membership is at. And I also release um, free flows on YouTube. Um, I try to get about two out a week. Um, and my, my channel is Caitlin Sullivan, Spring to Life Method. Awesome. Cool. We'll put all of that in the show notes so everyone can check it out. This has been amazing, Caitlin. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Thank you for having me. This was wonderful. So fun. Huge thank you to Caitlin for coming on the podcast, opening up and sharing her incredible story. If you want to connect with Caitlin, you can find her on Instagram at spring to life method and on her website, springtolife.co, as well as on YouTube to search spring to life. And all of her links will be in the show notes below. If you want to get 25% off your first month of the spring to life method membership, then you can use my code Christina, C-H-R-I-S-T-I-N-A to get 25% off that first month. 
If you did enjoy this episode, be sure to take a screenshot and share it to social media. Tag me, tag Caitlin. That way we can repost you and say thank you. Always means the world when you do that. And if you feel like this would resonate with somebody in your life and help them out, definitely send it over to them. Spread a little love and I'm sure they would appreciate it. If you enjoy the show and you do want to show some extra support in a totally free way, then make sure you leave a rating and review on iTunes. If you haven't already, I can't emphasize enough how big a difference this makes to me. I really, really appreciate it so much. It makes the world of a difference. And I know there are a lot of you that tune in every single week that haven't yet left a rating and a review. So I'm going to make that ask. If you do want to show some support, I would so, so appreciate it. So thank you in advance for doing that. It it truly makes the world of a difference for every podcast host whenever you leave a rating and review. So that's going to be it for today's show. Thank you again so much for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. I hope you have an incredible rest of your day and I will chat with you again next episode.